0: The amount of youth that are DMing me about suicidal thoughts, deep depression, low self-esteem, it is so scary. And I've just felt this extreme responsibility to tell parents this information, to know about these things that they should be avoiding, because we could totally change the future of our ummah if we just choose to change ourselves. Hey Assalamu alaikum, thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I hope all of you are well. Today we are going to do a podcast that is for parenting, but I wanted to say that, um, you know, the one thing I really love about the community that we have here is so many young women who are actually not married or don't have children at all yet, inshallah ta'ala you will, You have wonderful children. Um, they keep saying how they're just dying to learn so that when they become moms, they're going to know how to do this stuff. And you know, that's one thing I want to say that, you know, part of our, 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 Dean teaches us that we should be learning these things before they happen, how to be a great wife before your wife, how to be a great mom before your mom, you know, all these things. So this information is for moms, but it's also for women that are going to get married and going to have children. And just knowing these things before can set your children up for so much better success children. So this is for all of you young and already with um, children that are just striving and trying to do our best. So today's um, podcast are the five things that no Muslim parent should do, and I feel kind of ashamed that I have to actually put these five out there because to me they should be common sense. But unfortunately, I'm in so many communities on a regular basis and these are probably the top five offenses that I see happening over and over and over and when you hear them you're going to think wow common sense you're like no parent should do that what parent would do that but you would just be surprised and there's a reason I'm, I'm bringing these five and I feel so passionate about talking about this topic is because um, you know these are directly related to destroying our child's self-esteem and you know we talk about happiness We all, you know, as parents, we want our children to be happy. But the truth is, we're sabotaging that happiness if we destroy their self esteem. Because self esteem is directly tied to self worth and internal, you know, feelings of being good enough and that could just really beat a person up and totally stop them from being happy and feeling successful so if we really love our children and if we really want them to be happy we have to make sure that we are building that self-esteem and not tearing it down the second reason I wanted to bring this is because it's directly related to that um, sensitive and critical bond between the child and the parent these types of behaviors can um jeopardize that and it's really not um, a good thing to do. And last thing I want to say is the fact that I have girls, young girls, um, DMing me on a regular basis um, with huge self-esteem issues, deep depression, and even suicidal thoughts directly related to have experiencing um, w- at least one or or more than one of these five things from their parents shows how important it is for us as a community to stop doing these and stop thinking they're no big deal. All right. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, before I do, I want to make a shout out today and I did want to shoot out, shout out someone that, um, is really just doing a, a beautiful amount of work for the community. I wanted to say Jazak Lahir, Sister Saida for just constantly striving and leading all the young women in um, the community in New York City and Sister Saida has been doing just an amazing job and I'm so proud of her. She was like um, one of my former students and then she ended up now being a leader in the community um, based off like so many of the, the conversations and things that we did together and she's just growing into beautiful woman, and I just want to say how incredibly um, uh, impressed I am, and um, I'm just in awe at what you do every day. And she also shares a lot of what I I uh, do here at Mindful Muslimas, so JazakAllah <inaudible> khairan may Allah give you continued success in your endeavors and count it for your dunya and your akhirah. ameen. Okay, so let's dive right into today's topic. The first one is... <clears throat> Number one thing, um, it's not, these are in no particular order. They're all kind of equally offensive guys. I wish they weren't. But the first one I want to mention is um, no Muslim parent should be making negative comments to their daughter about their weight, or their their daughters, or, or nieces, or any females in the house. To be honest, um, this is a joke in many many families. Um, I, I'm around many families, and it's known that this particular girl in the in the house is fat, and um, everybody makes fun of her. They call her all kinds of names. And you know what's so funny? Sometimes the girls, when I look at them, they're not even fat. But I guess in compare to like the culture, what is acceptable in their culture, and that does, you know, tends to change from culture to culture, um, they tend to mock her. And if you could see the faces on these girls, I mean, it's just horrific and and as you can imagine, um, in this world where it's really hard to feel beautiful as a woman if you're not all these amazing things and all these airbrushed things in social media, um, I, I did a podcast before on body image, I'll link it below, I did a part one and part two, that about over 90-95% of women are struggling with body image issues. Um, Guys, we don't need to make it worse, okay? So if we have a young daughter in our house and she is a little bit overweight and it's like in a place where you feel it's not healthy, support her. So many families say that they think that um, making fun of her will encourage her to lose weight. That is just not true true that is not how it works if you want someone to change their behavior there are so many scientific studies on how to do that and it actually mentions that not putting someone down or punishing them actually highlighting good things encourages them to want to strive for better so when any of us are told how amazing we're doing it tends to make us want to be more amazing but when we're told how not amazing we are as you can imagine it makes us just feel horrible and want to give up so please stop thinking that will for the past Parents that do that, that that will encourage them. It is not the way. If you're truly worried about their weight, please go to your doctor. Try to put them on a particular diet. Support them. Rally around them. Definitely don't talk about their weight in a negative way, privately in the house or publicly with other family members. It is so hurtful and as a mother we are meant to be supports for our children constant streams of encouragement and love and empathy and never be the source of their pain intentionally Um, so if you were doing this may Allah forgive you may Allah forgive us all of us but please stop it is really going to hurt your child and it's not something we can do as as Muslims and it's not part of the sunnah it's just really not okay number two calling children vulgar nicknames even in jest even in joking so like whether it's in english or in your native tongue so i tend to hear these names in native tongues of many different cultures Um, i've heard them many times like the parent will refer to the child as things as um, donkeys dogs animals um, asking for the jinn to take them away, um, you know, uh, may Allah curse you. Like, I can't believe parents say these things, but what happens if they become cultural norms? They become things that you just say to kids. It's totally normal, like, hey, get over here, you kelb, or something like that. Like, in so many different cultures, there are different names for these things, and I've heard them in multiple cultures. Um, so, what I want to say is in Islam, we're encouraged to make dua for our children, not against them. And the other thing is, we're learning in psychology that whatever you tell the child they are, they, be- they become that even more because they start to believe it's true. So, if you're calling a child a donkey or an animal and you're saying they have no adab and they're running around, well, they now, after hearing it 10 times, 11 times, 12 times, what do you think they now believe? Well, they have no adab. So they just start behaving like they have no adab. They start, uh, manners, you know, they start running around like the crazy thing that you say they are. So, if you want your child to be better and I want our child, my child to be better, we have to call them beautiful names. So we say, oh, my love, oh, my sweet, oh, thank you. And when they're being, um, less than what we want them to be we have to say words of encouragement like if you notice your child is jumping around the couch you say in our house we don't jump like that i loved how you were sitting five minutes ago i was so impressed that was wonderful please get off the couch we don't jump like that it's as simple as that guys it should not be like oh you monkey look at you you're always doing this you're always doing that you're never going to change Think about those words, hearing them day in and day out. If I told you every day, you're horrible, you're horrible, you're horrible, you're, what do you think you're gonna feel about yourself? You're gonna start to believe it's true. Even if it's just my opinion, I might, you might not be horrible at all, right? So what we tell our children, especially in this day and age when they're young and they're starting to figure out who they are, again, it really hurts their self-esteem and it makes their behavior actually worse. It exacerbates whatever it is that we're trying to stop. So please just take that into account. Um, please don't call your children negative names or we shouldn't call our children negative names and we should only be um, using positive things and making dua for them. Uh, of course, never dua against them. Some people actually make dua against their children and the angels are saying in the same to you. So if you say to your child, may Allah curse you, the angels are saying in the same to you. So of course we don't want that. I know and all these things, guys, I want you to know. I'm not trying to like, um, you know, hurt people parents' feelings, I'm trying to really help because I, in effect, end up getting the children contact me and as they're getting older. And it is something I feel like it could be avoided if we addressed it from the source. So I'm just trying to spread the awareness to parents. Um, the third one is turn our children against one another um we don't mean to do this as parents it's not something we intentionally do like no parent intentionally tries to like turn their child against another child but that bond between siblings is really important i think we've all seen that uh the story of uh, prophet yusuf alayhi And how harmed he was when his 10 brothers, they threw him in the well, he went to Egypt. We have this story here of sibling rivalry, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to highlight the importance of brotherhood or, you know, sisterhood. Basically, siblings getting along in in their treatment of one another, not retaliating, um, taking care, being a, a one family unit, you know, all these things. And so subhanAllah... We're, we, we don't mean to, but we break down that bond for them when we compare children to the other. Why can't you be like your brother? Look at him. He gets good grades. Or why can't you be like your sister? Look at her. She knows how to sit still you know, and, and, or sometimes we just, as parents, we can't help it. Maybe Um, we're nationally inclined to one child over the other. We might give them more of our attention. We might buy them something more than the other. The prophet, peace be upon him, used to always speak about when you give gifts to your children, if you give one to one, give it to the other. Now you might say, well, one deserved it and one didn't deserve it, but you know what? It still creates hasad or jealousy, just like habil and habil, like these stories again, sibling rivalry. We have to look to the Quran for the wisdom in these things. When the father would favor one over the other, or, or, or the shaitan would come to one, you know, and say, look, you know, look at your brother. Your father's always loving him, even if the parent didn't do it intentionally. This is just the natural state of the human being, right? So we have to be aware. And then just be really careful about what we say when we talk about one child versus another child, because we don't want them to end up competing with one another and not bonding. And as they're adults, they end up going separate ways. That's just the last thing we want in a family. That makes it hard for all of us. And we've all seen those things happen in our community. And so from the beginning, if we're really sensitive about and aware about what we say and how we say it, and making sure we're equal to all of our children, It develops a better, healthier relationship between them. Number four. Okay, this is when they start to get older. The last two, so the three were when they're younger more so. It could be, the third one could be when they're older. But the fourth and the fifth one are definitely as they get older. Um, Guys, please, let's stop pressuring our children to take careers they don't want to. I get it that every Muslim mom and dad wants their kid to be a doctor or an engineer. I get it. It's your long life dream to have a child that is one of these, but I want you to reflect on one thing. In the world, there are so many moving parts. There are so many important people. Okay, let's look at uh, when your car breaks down. Who do you need to go to? A mechanic. When you um, when you need bread, back in the day, they had the famous baker that everyone would go to. Now these people are famous. I mean, these, you know, foodies and things like that. People are, and chefs, they're famous. You know, some people, they, they want to do a, a career in, in um, cooking or they want to do a career in the arts. Now, don't get me wrong. You should continue to encourage your children to do halal careers. If they want to be like some kind of a pop- Singer, no, we're not encouraging that, and we explain because by the sunnah this is not um, acceptable, and it's 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 just not healthy for them. And there's a ton of reasons why that's not going to be the ideal career path for them as a Muslim. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that they are a unique person. I can't tell you how many people are doctors that do not want to be doctors. I remember one comedian was doing a comedy thing and I remember I went, somehow I caught it in passing and he said, I will never ever go to a doctor that doesn't want to be a doctor because I do not want that person working on me. Think about how miserable they are doing that profession. Think about how they're stuck in it unhappy long hours okay tons of money but you know doctors work crazy hours all this prestige but they've had to kill themselves in their studies and they don't even like it it's just it's torture so you know even engineering there imagine if there were only doctors and engineers in the whole world there was nobody else there were no therapists um you know there were no teachers there were no now people say wow well, you know sister you know we want our child to be able to provide for their family for this and that you see, this is the problem with us as a community. We forget the sunnah. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He will provide. We spend more time worrying about what career path, what college our child will choose, than creating a healthy and um, good Muslim child. At the end of the, the, our, our parenting journey, we want to have produced a good Muslim period. So maybe your child is going to be a doctor or they are going to be an engineer, but they're dating and they're drinking and they're smoking weed, like, or they're just dishonest or they're lazy or they don't even pray. You know how many parents I know have children with beautiful careers and their kids don't even pray? We need to prioritize what we're doing. I don't know why we've gotten so upside down. Actually, I do know. It's because too much of their career is directly related to what we look like to other people. Most of the reasons we're in a lot of problems that we are as a Muslim community is because we are more interested in what people think about us than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks about us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises he will provide for the spouse that has a halal job and is a good Muslim in praise. If we don't trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we're not going to believe that. We're going to think it all has to do with what uh, degree they have, Right? Not true. Allah tells us that's not true. So then, why do we insist on believing it? Okay. So that's the fourth one. The fifth one is like, I don't know what to say, guys. The fifth one is such a problem. And you know, I'm in the middle of. I'm about to put up a free webinar and a link for it and everything. And I'll let you guys know because I told you I've been working on a marriage course. And for the marriage course, I mean like pre-marriage, like how to find a spouse, how to like select one, how to quote unquote date, like all these things that the youth are going through. Right. But don't worry about that. one. I'll explain that one later in the course uh, launch, but, um, you know, I'll be doing free webinars and stuff like that. But the fifth one guys is please stop forcing your children to marry people. They don't want to marry from back home, from this certain uh, culture, from a certain uh, family, whatever it is. Do you know how many people are getting married and they're cheating on their spouses? They're Muslims getting married and then cheating on each other. Or Muslims getting married and then right after the big wedding and about a year of marriage, they're getting divorced because they don't actually like each other. I know parents who marry children to other children because they like the, the, the adults like each other. I don't even know what kind of thought process that is. So let's pretend the mom and the dad from one side are like best friends with the mom and the dad on the other side. So they're like, yeah, let's get married and force our children to like each other so that we could all be together all the time and hang out. Like, I'm sorry. Sometimes the parents on the other side are not the best people and the child is not the best person for that child. But because everybody wants to have a really great social life, they force the children to marry one another. And then, and then the marriage ends up a mess. And then the families are fighting and they're not even friends anymore. Can't tell you how many times I've seen that one. Or how about this, parent forces a guy to marry a girl, maybe it's from back home, then he ends up living in the West, let's say America, Canada, something like that. And the girl is back home, he keeps her in the country, and then over here he's cheating on her and dating women like crazy. I can tell you tons of situations I've seen like that why are we doing this to our daughters? Why are we putting our sons in the situation where now they're, they're unhappy with that choice, but they didn't want to upset the parents. So they married her, but now they're looking for like more Western women and they're dating them and they're doing all kind of haram with them and they're feeling guilty about it. But what can they do? They had to make their mom and dad happy and marry that girl back home. Okay. Or vice versa, you know, or they, or they just in general had no attraction to a particular person, but their parents Like guilted them into the situation until they couldn't find a person anymore, or they just gave up on searching because their parents were so picky about every single person they picked, or they had a particular person that they definitely wanted, but their parents would just not let them marry them. So instead, they ran away with them, or they're doing haram with them on the side. Guys, we're making it really hard for the kids. It keeps coming back to us and our ego. I'm just gonna be totally honest from one parent to another. And this is a private conversation between me and you listening wherever you are. When we force our children to do these things, to get these careers, to have these spouses, we're ruining their life. We, we didn't raise them so that we can get them to this point and make them miserable. If we really love our children, we're gonna put less pen with Allah in the sunnah first. We're not gonna worry about their future as much as we're gonna worry about investing our time and making sure they're good Muslims. And if we did our job right, Allah, Allah kareem, Allah will do the rest. We have to let go relinquish a bit of the power and embrace some of the trust. And so these are the five things that I tend to see a lot in our community. Some of the biggest problems in our community are stemming from these particular things. I hope this was really helpful. I pray that each of you has an easy time raising your children. I know it's not easy. I'm a parent myself. I have five and I am constantly looking for better ways to do things no matter how even I'm parenting 21 years um, just this week, 21 years, Alhamdulillah, and I'm still looking for better ways to do things. Let's keep growing let's keep learning let's keep striving if you've made any of these mistakes it's okay make tawbah to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just do better today start from today just be more mindful hold your tongue if you're going to say something negative, okay? If you feel like you don't know what to do instead and you just have no idea how to handle the situation better, go into sujood in your salah and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. Allah kareem, Allah kareem. He will help with anything if you just make dua in sincere intention and I am the best, best example of that in my life. He has done that for me so much which is why I am so passionate about everything I come to you guys and talk about. So thank you so much for joining the podcast. Please do Share this episode with a parent that you think could benefit. And don't forget to subscribe so you get the latest new releases in our podcast and any other information. I will put some links below to some of the other podcasts that I referred to. Have a great day, guys. Happy parenting. Asalaamu alaikum.